fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Daniel Jiglin, analytical mastermind. I will keep it brief. I've said it before, but I will say it until the end of time. This podcast is also a video podcast, which you can find on our website, FGGBT.com. Links at the top. It says episodes. All of our YouTube stuff is there, including the early episodes, which were all audio, but that's okay. And if you love the audio version, continue to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. It's a great show. No matter where you are, we make it accessible for any type of person out there. Um, check it out there and enjoy the show. Welcome to Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. This is where we take pop culture technology and the three of us, we make it a reality. That's what we do. That's the fun part of this. I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. Can't do it alone. I've got help. I've got the physics phenom next to me. Um, the great-hatted one, the man uh, who I call the certified genius, Dr. Michael Denon. Thank you for being on the show today. Great to be here. And thank you for wearing your hat. By oh, way. you're welcome, Dan. You putting it on for me. <laughs> uh, and of course, once we have our ideas together, we need someone to make it for us. And that is the enigmatic engineer, Ben Seepser, man of a thousand calculations. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Dan. So I love what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to call it the inception machine for those of you who uh, out there who may not know. It's actually called the passive device, and that's a portable automated somacin intravenous device, which basically means they shoot somacin into your bloodstream. But before we get into that, let's talk about the dream world. You know, this is the world of Freddy Krueger. This is uh, the nightmares happen, um, lucid dreaming. We're gonna get into all that stuff. What's your favorite dream that you've ever had? Um, and let's keep it G-rated. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, to, to go back to a, to a totally different world is the Star Wars world. I, I'll have sometimes dreams where I'm, you know, telekinetic and you know, oh, wow. Jedi-like. And those I always think are kind of fun. That's know? great. That's yeah. a great dream. That's amazing. Uh, what about you? Doc? So my favorite, I actually like the fact that I've occasionally obtained control in my dreams mm. and remember it. Hmm. I like dreams because I've actually tried to do that. And there was particularly one dream I distinctly remember where I was about to die in the dream. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, well, if I die in the dream, I might die in real life. I've got to take control of this. And I refused to die in the dream. <laughs> and then I made myself wake up. Wow. wow. And that was just awesome. And I remember, I mean, who knows? I could have imagined the whole thing, but I think I dreamed it. Um, that is incredible. That's yeah, That's that is what I love doing. That's why I'm, I'm, loving, I'm all excited for this episode. I'm excited too. I'm going to tell you something. So I, I once took control of my dream and I started flying around. I actually love flight. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys something actually really scary. I mentioned Freddy Krueger. Uh, I watched this documentary. It was the scariest thing I have ever seen in my life. But basically, um, there is there's a phenomenon of people who, when they have a dream, but they wake up and they think they're in the real world. They're completely paralyzed. And they have this vision of aliens coming in and performing like surgeries and all sorts of stuff on them, but they can't move, they can't talk. That sounds terrifying to me. That documentary, and I'm not kidding, kept me awake. It was the scariest, and I'm, I'm not easily scared. Right. Kept me awake forever, and I thought to myself, that is a point where you would want to take control of if your dream, dream. Yes. immediately. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, it's real. That's the real problem. Well, <laughs> it's really the aliens. Well, how crazy would that be if that was really the case? Yeah. I mean, you know, we got ancient yeah. aliens. Yeah. I mean, it could be, could right? Be. 
Uh, so when I, this is what I love about this. Everyone has dreams. Everyone's done every, in the dream world. You can do anything. Right. Uh, I think it's partly speaking of horror movies. Why I love the Nightmare on Elm Street movie so much because you go into this dream world and then there's this entity, this creature there, who's turning your dream against you in a world where anything is possible. That's terrifying. It is. You know. Well, one of the things I do wonder as we get into this with the the Inception device. Sure. Um, I really do love dreams and I'm fascinated and I pay close attention to my dreams and, and I do wonder if you can do absolutely anything in the dream because mm-hmm. I don't know if other people have had this experience. I also have dreams where I wake up and I clearly remember it and there are parts in it that were blank because I know I don't know anything about that part, if that makes sense. Like, no. So I'll give you a clear example. Because I am a physicist and a, bit, a clear and a bit geeky, <laughs> yeah. I, I distinctly had a dream where I was solving some major problem Okay. But all like on that, a chalkboard, like uh, but all, Beautiful Mind style? Uh, I think it was on paper or in okay. my head, I don't know. But okay. all the actual details were not in the dream because I realized when I woke up, I actually didn't know anything about that problem. <laughs> so there was no way it could be in the dream. That is crazy. I've had dreams where I've had a problem and I fall asleep and I'll wake up and the problem will be solved. But I don't wake up and like look at a blank chalkboard. Like yeah. my chalkboards in my dream are filled with random equations. Okay. See. Yeah. What about you, Ben? You've solved problems in your dreams? I, maybe. You don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. <laughs> well, the thing that's crazy about the Inception device is not so much that you can control a dream. Right. But it is dreaming with someone yeah, else, which exactly. they call mutual dreaming. Yes. Um, because what we're talking about here, taking control of your dream, is this thing called lucid dreaming. This yes. idea that you can't, you know, basically the only definition is you know you're dreaming when you're in a dream. Right. Uh, that's it. That's actually relatively easy to obtain, uh, or to, uh, uh, to attain, I should say. That's easy to attain. Um, but the mutual dreaming thing, that's the difficult thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this device, you know, having something that puts you to sleep is not difficult. But the yeah. device right. connects you into a dream. Yes. These are the tricky things here. So how are we going to tackle this? Well, for me, I think it comes down to the fact that fundamentally the brain is electromagnetic signals and interactions and energy. So what's interesting is in the movie the need to be connected with the other people mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. In, in a way. Um, and that's the challenge, right? For the ones who are physically connected, it, it makes a little more sense because you can imagine, I mean, I always go back to the robotic arms we're building now, right? We are making interfaces between our brain and robotics through a computer and electrical signaling. Mm-hmm. So if I can impact the motion of a robotic arm, it's not inconceivable at some point if I can electrically connect to one of your guys' brains, we would actually be sending some oh, sort of yeah. signal back and forth. So it, That's pretty key, invasive. It's pretty invasive. <laughs> right. um, it's not exactly how they do it in the movie. Yeah. Because um, you're but, essentially saying you crack open someone's coconut and then attach it to someone else's coconut. Well, these days what's nice is you don't actually literally need to physically get through the skull necessarily with okay. um, various sensors and detectors is that as our sensors and detectors get more sensitive yeah. you would still need to be physically on the person like unmesh over their brain or okay something. okay okay right but you wouldn't necessarily need to go all the way electrodes Not into in. their brain just on their skull yeah just on their skull okay that's uh, an important distinction no it's a good. critical <laughs> distinction um and and the signals in our brain are so weak i'm not sure i'll let ben do a calculation for me <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure that we would ever really get the power sources and the need where you could do it truly remotely 
right? That would be the really cool piece. In the same room and... But here you would need physical wires and connections, I think, at yeah. some oh. level. Or a physical connection that then had a wireless transponder to another physical connection. Everybody would need some sort of amplifier right on their head Got for it. this to work. Okay. That's my basic starting point. Okay. Yeah. I think you don't have to go so hard on the the intruding, on the incepting right. part. Because we've all, um, I'm sure, had the experience where while you're dreaming, some music is playing in the real world. And all of a sudden, you start hearing the music in your dream. Mm -hmm. I feel like the getting into your dream part could be purely auditory. You could oh, just put a bug yeah. in the person's ear and, you know, control them through their auditory system. Mm -hmm. And then somehow you, you know, maybe hijack to figuring out what they're seeing inside their dream world is probably a little bit more complex, but I don't think you need to write directly to the brain hmm. to control a dream. I think you could probably do it just through sound. Hmm. There are a lot of devices. Um, there are some devices. So there's one called the, the uh, Aurora Dream Band. Now, I'm not sure how accurate this is, <laughs> but this is- Sounds a, great already. So basically it's dream monitoring, monitoring and lucid dream induction. But essentially the way it works is what you're saying. You put it on your head, and when you're dreaming, you basically are training yourself to lucid dream. Right. And then when you see a series of lights or sound that's not going to wake you up, but it will indicate to your you know, unconscious or sleeping right. mind that this is a dream. Right. And then you're supposed to snap and then be able to take control ah. of it. So I don't know. There's a lot of these things. It also tracks your dream state. So it knows. The kind of cool thing about it is that when you go into a dream state, it knows. It right. can tell when you have REM sleep or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of the cool part. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I like that aspect yeah. of it. No, and well, I, I had not, you know, we're having, a, I think, a trend here in a set of series. You know, Ben stole your thunder mm -hmm. in an Best episode that may exact. No, oh, but okay. Ben had a thought that I hadn't had, which was the auditory um, mechanism, which I really like. I, I, if you think about it, your brain is still connected to all five of your senses while you're sleeping. Yeah, of course. Right? And so you could imagine not just going auditory. I think you could yeah. imagine through your eyelids, some visual sensory sure. triggers. You can certainly do sense of smell. I think people underestimate our reaction to smells. Mm. So that would be a subtle way of getting into people's well, dreams that's, that's, like and triggering one. kind of moments and experiences. That's a great um, one. Huh. What fascinates me also, we may be going there later, um, from inception though, is the multi-layer nature mm. of the dreams they set up. But also something I find to be very real, the radical messing with time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally do think I have these weird experiences, certainly right when I'm waking up, of strange sensations of time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where I'm either slightly dreaming or half awake, half asleep, and your sense of time gets messed with. Yeah. Well, you can, I mean, I've had dreams where I feel like I've been in a dream for an hour. Right. I, like I've lost something and I feel like I've been looking for it for an hour. Sometimes I have really boring dreams. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> uh, but I've dreamed like, oh, and, the and then I find it and then I wake up and it's only been like 15 minutes or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. I'm having trouble sleeping or whatever. That's weird. The, this, no. uh, time perception while you're dreaming is, is kind of an interesting thing that people really wonder about. And there, people want to research it more than I think there's reasonable grants right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The money's people not who care about it right. uh, scientifically speaking but um, it, people have done experiments themselves where they try to figure out um, if I'm you know is the hour of dream I experienced did an hour of real time go mm. by and people have actually tried to do experiments uh, lucid dreamers where they'll play they'll try to like play chimes 
um, in the real world at like 30 second, 30 minute intervals, for example, and try to figure out if like 30 minutes actually Jeez. passed. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. While they were yeah. dreaming. Uh -huh. um, and somewhat what they kind of figured out is your brain actually can make up a history. Like your brain will fill in a timeline that you weren't actually dreaming, you didn't actually like do that part during the dream, but your brain made up the memory of it for okay. the rest of your dream to happen. Oh, that's uh, weird. Yeah. That's really weird. I mean, because then, I mean, it, you know, and in truth, in truth, that's not that weird because your brain's making it up as it goes along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. That's exactly yeah, no, what it's, it's doing. That's what a dream is. So it's not that unusual, but it's kind of weird that even in the dream world, yeah. what you think is reality, even the right. dream reality doesn't hold up. The, the brain right. sets the stage before it starts like and playing can, the video. But then can take the stage down and yeah. change the color you know, of the stage and, you know, the yeah. shape and size. And also I think there's a lot, um, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff what happens when we deprive people of sleep and dreams mm -hmm. that makes it clear that your brain is doing a lot of valuable, necessary stuff during the dreams. Mm. Yeah. And in a sense, that's another aspect to me of the Inception movie and the way it treated the dream world, yeah. right, was a number of the characters not to reveal anything to those who have been, you know, delaying watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely don't spoil it. It's worth watching yeah. everything from you. Yeah. But a lot of characters are working out issues. Yeah. And those issues are in their dream worlds. Right, right, right. Right. They're yeah. like incorporated in. I mean, that's yeah, they the way, show that's up. the way it works. Yeah, that's what's exactly. cool about you're, the dream world. You're incorporating that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, there are, there are some really cool studies that have been done. You know, you talked about people doing lucid dream research. Yeah. Now, I've mentioned him before in a previous episode, but I did a Fascinating Nouns interview with a guy named Tom Campbell. And I bring it up. Are you going to? Uh, Fascinating Nouns. Yeah. yeah, it's going to pop up right there. Okay. So we uh, talked about out-of-body experiences. Okay. And so the key to this whole thing is mutual dreaming, right? That's really the, the goal of it okay. is being able to dream with someone else. Yes. They've done research where they two people would go into a state, an out-of-body state. They would meet up. They would see the same thing, targeting almost like remote viewing-ish. And then they would come back and they had a shared experience that you could then quantify. Hmm. Um, that is really interesting to me because that is as close to the dream world, I think, as you can get um, without actually being asleep because you kind of are, but you're kind of not. Right. But that is as close as we've come to mutual dreaming. Um, I really like that aspect. I think an answer might be somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I, there's the mutual dreaming aspect. As I mentioned earlier when you talked about my favorite dream, mm -hmm. one of the things themes of most dream worlds is, of course, that you can die in the dream world and then die in real life. That's what all the Nightmare right. on Elm Streets are based on. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, all of these have to do with that. I thought that was true for a long time. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. I really did. Well, I often wonder, is there any risk? Like, how well designed are the safety features of your body? Like, <laughs> hmm, right. right. If, if we go to a mode do we of have crumple zones? dreaming, what right? do you have crumple zones? <laughs> like, is the brain... And I feel this way also, you know, as we move into virtual reality, uh -huh. right? All the science fiction movies with virtual reality, it's a similar thing, right? Sure. Yeah. Right? Like if you die in the virtual reality, like it's so realistic, like your heart will stop and you'll die in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I wonder how well your brain can deal with these sort of things and recognize differences. And if there's like innate mechanisms um, that would prevent that from actually happening. Like I said... Like in the dream world, you can imagine there are that you always basically wake up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because look, we know about sleep apnea. When you stop breathing, you wake up so that you breathe again, yeah. right? So maybe the dream world is one thing and virtual reality might be a little more direct or strong and, and 
since you're already awake. Right. <laughs> There's nothing to wake up from. Well, I'll tell you what. I think I've already solved your answer for you. Oh, you've already yeah, solved yeah, my I've already, answer? I've already, I've already solved your answer that you had. I've already come right. up with it. Yeah, whatever you, whatever, however I want to say that. <laughs> that makes sense. They know what I meant. You know what I meant. Yes. Yeah. I think that your brain creates the dream. It cannot create anything, I would imagine, that would circumvent your natural ability right. to live. Yeah. Um, and I think virtual reality is an external source that exactly. can override or be more powerful than your body can handle, yeah. would be my guess. That's what I'm worried about. Hmm. But then the mutual dreaming raises the question of, can someone else impose a new reality on your brain hmm. that circumvents hmm. it in the dream world? Or will your brain always effectively wake up still? before? That's so if I, if, really I, if I try to be a dream assassin. Right, and you're powerful, you train your dreams and be super strong. strong. Yeah. Can you kill me? Can I kill you in your dream? Or are you just always, no matter what, gonna wake up? At as it starts to happen. I don't know. That's one step removed from even where we are right now. It is. It is. It's going down a whole dark path. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I want to... Inception 2 right there. Inception 2. We have an idea for your yeah. next movie. Yeah. You heard it here first. Chris uh, Nolan. Give, give us a call. <laughs> Christy. Uh, one of the things that I think is really cool about dreams, this idea of lucid dreaming. Okay. There's binaural beats. These are a really cool concept. People are doing a lot of experiments mm -hmm. with them. Essentially what it is, is you have two different frequencies in your head and one in each ear. And the difference between the frequencies is what you're looking for. Uh, so there's a 2010 German study that showed um, it's called non-invasive transcranial current at 40 hertz stimulated lucid dreaming. Okay. So huh. you can stimulate this. Um, it essentially stimulates gamma brain waves. Right. Okay. Okay. So. What you can do is when, when you're awake, all the areas of the brain are essentially synchronized. Sleeping, they're not synchronized. And so what this does, this, stimu this uh, stimuli, these gamma frequencies help to synchronize it while you're sleeping as okay. well, which then binds your memory to it. Um, and I think that understanding how lucid dreaming works, and if you can artificially replicate it, Right. I think then you can, and then along with the connecting of the brains to each other, you can really start simulating and then connecting people's dreams. Now, you would have to go to, like, let's say I hook you two up, right? And we're going to make you guys right. have a mutual dream. Whose dream are we going into? Well, Who's the host dream? I think it's just mutual at that point. And I think that's... Oh, you're creating the dream to get your brain yeah, working together. Yeah, and, and I think, to me, I'd have to be careful about this. I'm, I, I do think... That was something I liked about Inception. Though there was an architecture to the dream, mm. there wasn't. There's an architect. There's an architect and an architecture. Anyone who knew what they were doing could impact that though, right? So it wasn't mm. really a sense that it was a single person's dream. Right. It was right. a shared dream. Yeah. But it was the architect's dream, no? Well, that started it, but you yeah. could imagine Right. Once you're in the shared dream, uh -huh. if there was someone else who was equally good at being lucid and manipulating the dream, right. it wasn't uh -huh. like you had absolute total control as the architect. I see. Okay. Right. Okay. You just it's sort of like you were saying earlier, Ben, it, yeah. the whole history and stage was set, but the future was sort of under anyone's control, but not everyone was aware that they were in a dream and control it. So that's where the differences came in. Right. Because all the people they're going after, they don't know they're in a dream. Exactly. And right. that's the key to the whole thing. Yes. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, there are a couple other, so sensory deprivation tanks are another weird way to right. stimulate the equivalent of dreams. Essentially your brain has nothing right. to do and has to fill the space, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I That would bring be it up. like some of the classes I was in. <laughs> I, oh, oh, sorry. Taught, yeah. um, 
you know, it, it's funny because in the great movie, uh, the great TV show, I always call it a movie, the great TV show Fringe, which I love bringing up, they do a lot with sensory deprivation and connecting huh. people. And I really love that idea of putting people in a sensory deprivation tank yeah. and maybe connecting them because then you're stimulating it. Uh, right. I don't know. I love that idea. So, of course, I hate to always go this route. I'm always the guy who brings up the chemicals, right? The, right. the But there are lots of dream-based yeah. chemicals, natural things found in nature. That's where all natural things are. They're in nature. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple. These are pretty crazy, okay? There is the, the dream herb. It's called Kalea Kakatechichi. And it's used to induce psychic dreams, dream memory, and an increased frequency. So some, some lucid dreamers huh. try to do this from a chemical standpoint wow. instead of doing it from just a technique. Uh, you would at home choose how you want to do it. I would recommend, um, you know, not using a controlled substance if you want to stay out of prison. The other one is the, now this is the African dream herb. This one's actually really cool. It's called the Intada Redi. This one, I'm going to show you a picture. This is amazing. It looks like a giant pea pod. Like, imagine a <laughs> six-foot pea pod. It's huge. The, the nuts right. are, like, gigantic. They're, if you can see this, they're huge. Um, and you eat or smoke the seed meat. It's so big it has seed meat. Okay. It's pretty crazy. Um, but this also induces dreams. Yeah. There's another one. This one's in South Africa. So this one is, they use this. A lot, a lot of these types of herbs, this is the Selene Undulata. But a lot of these are in um, cultures where dream walking, you know, like Native right. American cultures, right. some African yeah. cultures, uh, where it's used to go on some, it's part of a spirituality. Right. And, yeah, no, and, it makes a lot of sense. And there's a kind of a cool tie-in with all that, you know? Like, wh what is it to, what is it about this world that people can walk into that is so important to all these cultures. You know, I, I really like that aspect. Well, yeah, and I think one piece of it, Dan, going back to what we said earlier, the brain is an amazing thing. We're getting sensory information all the time, and mm -hmm. we have to filter, like just to survive, you have to filter it, mm -hmm. right? You don't necessarily experience it all directly. Some of that is certainly getting stored in your brain that in these various dream states and lucid dreams, I am sure you're accessing real things that happened that you didn't realize, mm -hmm. right? And if you're able to remember it, you know, it, there, there's something to be said for the wise person in the village mm -hmm. who can do this, can get a much better sense of what's happening, what's going on, right. and function in, in, at an interesting and different level. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really incredible. I mean, because a lot of people are using these types of chemical induction. So here's another one, uh, um, galantamine. Now, this is used for Alzheimer, uh, Alzheimer's patients. It's a natural supplement that lengthens REM sleep, which okay. is where a lot of the dreams okay. come in. Um, there's also nootropics. So uh, these are cognitive enhancers. So this is a lot of lucid dreamers use these as well. Yeah. Um, they, you try to use them for lucid dreaming. Uh, there's a pill called Lucid. That has that it's a, this new company puts out this pill called Lucid that is specifically that has a bunch of brain enhancing chemicals, and and there's also a strong tie between brain health and lucid dreaming. That yep. the more you're able to take control, the more dreams that you have, the better your mental health. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, and I oh. think some combination. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm yeah, I was loop just on going this. impressed. This, oh, no, then please, please yeah. be impressed. <laughs> uh, I think there's something, you know, we talked about the zombie powder in a previous episode. Yes. This idea, you know, that maybe um, you could fake death with a powder. I think that there is some combination of these natural and artificial enhancements. That you could create somnison. I think yeah. the ingredients are all there. I don't know if it has to be intravenous. I don't know. But I feel like you could induce sleep, connect people with a brain, uh, neural net or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually borderline possible. May I be so bold as to say that? 
Oh, you may. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited about this one. And I think it's got like everything at scary elements, sort of like virtual reality. I mean, what's going to happen when we start connecting each other? Yeah. But it, it's way more in the realm of possibility than I think people often think about. Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I, I agree. It's, it's, it seems very likely that we could do stuff like this. The real question is, would it look anything like the passive machine? Yeah. Right. Ooh, well, it doesn't need to look like that. No, it doesn't. Case, but would it? I, I would it be portable? I, I would put one caveat on. Hmm. I think that the challenge is the idea that you've designed an architecture ahead of time. I think you would practice yourself creating the architectures and you would carry those in as you go. Yeah. Like the, the architecture wouldn't, be created by the other external stuff. You would be creating it. I think it would be important to have though, like a shared chemical situation too. Right. Not shared not chemical situation. Not, <laughs> not to uh, not not so much to uh, but, but as we we're talking about the REM. So people, you don't dream the whole time you're asleep. Like right. all these sleep trackers. I actually have a ring that like tell can track like my phases of sleep. And so a ring. A ring. Yeah. Like a really like, yeah, you put it on it's, your finger. Was it on right now? No, I don't, I don't have it with me. Oh. Uh, but what what's cool about but what you got to think about then is with these chemicals is you you would almost certainly need something that could force everybody who's together okay, into yeah. REM at the same time because mm. you cycle in and out of REM um, and it's like almost like a fifty percent duty cycle like mm. between being in light sleep and REM towards the end of your sleep cycle and so one you're gonna have to if any it will have to be induced because you don't start dreaming right away either. You first right. go into a deep sleep mode. Yeah. So you're going to have to chemically induce people to start dreaming yeah. to, so that they can actually dream together. And you're going to have to hold them there chemically well, probably. Th I, th I love that idea because, you know, yep. uh, like ayahuasca, for example, is a, yeah. is a, it's a hallucinogenic drug, but a lot of people take it in groups. Yeah. And so there's some, there's some shared experience there. Um, I think I, I don't actually know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I went out there, but I believe you can have a shared experience. Yeah, I think you do it together. Yeah, yeah. it's a group. You know, there's lots of things people do together that doesn't involve <laughs> a shared experience. But I feel like there's some level of mutual, right? Uh, mutual tripping is that a mutual? Yeah, uh, take a trip together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mutual hallucinating, which is similar to dreams. It's like uh, dreams, you know, friendly cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. We're really close. Okay, to one. I think we got it. I yeah. think we might have this. Um, as soon as as soon as Ben and I work out the formulas for Somnus and I'll put it online. Uh, but you know, if anyone wants to get that early or wants to keep in touch with us, you can find us on social media. Ben, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at B Seepser on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. How do you spell that? That is B S I E P. S -E -R. I feel like you almost misspelled your own name there. That's what yeah. I'm waiting for. Uh, <laughs> you got really close. Uh, Denon, where can people find Twitter you? Twitter and is Instagram, it's at Denon Michael. Mm -hmm. And then Facebook, at Prof Denon Michael. Prof. Throw in the prof. Got to throw in the prof. Yeah. Uh, I am on a couple places. Twitter, at Daniel J. Glenn. Instagram, at the Daniel J. Glenn. Facebook, at Analytical Mastermind. I try to keep it, keep you on your toes by keeping everything different, unlike Ben. See that, we went through, like, it's almost like a, a strata, you know, yes. like. All the same, easy little to, different, yeah. To totally different. Uh, well, this is wonderful. Yeah, you guys really, we really nailed this one. We did, yeah. awesome episode. One. Yes, uh, and I wanna thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Go to 
F-Triple-G-B-T.com. That's F-Triple-G-B-T.com to learn more about this episode and to see every episode in our library. And of course, to see the aforementioned videos, top of the page, episode link. That's where you find it. And if you like social media, bottom of the page, you'll find links to the show's Twitter and Facebook pages. It's all there. F-Triple-G-B-T.com. Thank you for listening.